When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com here with a name you know. Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. How you doing, man? I am doing fantastic, Sean. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, living in some wild times right now, and we haven't seen you in the ring in a while. How long has it been since you went this long without having a wrestling match? Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of time to think about that. I haven't been away from actually physically wrestling um this for this long since i broke my arm pretty early on in my career um in like 2010 and i ended up missing like eight months of wrestling um which was it's still the longest i've gone without doing it um but you know it's different when you're recovering from an injury it's like obviously you can't be in the ring like you have this like focus that you're, you're you're just like you know, you know that until this is sorted, I shouldn't physically be doing this. But it's different when you feel like you could, like, you know, physically be doing it, but for other reasons, you're prevented from doing so. So it felt even longer this time. You mentioned that you dealt with a, a pretty rough injury last year. I believe it was a torn labrum. Yeah, it was. A, it was a torn labrum in my hip, and and yeah, it was rough. But it's like you know, injuries are are part of the whole thing. Everybody deals with them. It just. Uh, it was also, it was kind of one of those things where like you say something in an interview and then it like becomes like suddenly like the focus of the interview because it's like one of the two things they decided to um, like write up and, and feature as a headline. But like, really, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh man, I wasn't like I wasn't trying to like, I don't know, make an excuse or like whine about anything. It was just, just was what it was. So. But what, yeah, I mean, what? like dealing with injuries is like a, it's a constant thing for, for every wrestler, unless you're super lucky that, you know, you, that you don't have to do that. What do you want the headline of this article to be? <laughs> in, in, I don't know. Just, just so you know, in the past, I have had Hornswoggle about five feet away from Ethan Page look directly at Ethan Page and say, I want the headline to be, Ethan Page will never make it in the wrestling business. And then Zack Ryder specifically asked me to not make the headline, Zack Ryder says Mojo Rawley is good. Yeah, I mean, it's a real concern. You never quite know. Like, it could be, you know, the, the littlest one-off, like, comment that just comes off the top of your head is suddenly, like, you know, being, like, reposted and retweeted by, like, all these accounts. And it's just, like, it's, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. But I don't know. We'll see. By the end of it, maybe it'll it'll be, like, I don't know, something that ends my career. Hopefully not. <laughs> I think we'll go with Tracy Williams says Stokely Hathaway was the greatest inspiration in his wrestling career. <laughs> I, I could think of worse things. 
to be honest, to, to be the headline. But yeah, if that's all we got to deal with is uh, inflating Stokely's ego a little more, then you know, yeah. No. I mean, off the air we spoke about Dan Severn. On the air we spoke about Stokely Hathaway. Just talking about some of the greats, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, they go hand in hand. Exactly. Uh, so Ring of Honor back in action with the pure tournament. How do you feel about this? This is a little bit of a different type of type of match, type of rule set than than what you usually get in pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I, I think, like, it sounds weird, but I think, like, rules make, you know, things interesting. A lot of people would think, like, you take away all the rules and all of a sudden, like, anything goes, anything can happen. But, like, in any sport, like, the strategies that people use are based on the rules, you know? Like, it's otherwise it would just be chaos. And so, like, what makes, you know, if you watch a basketball game, if there were just no rules, I, I don't know, you wouldn't have as many like dynamics in the way that the game can go and everything. So um, yeah, it's an interesting spin on it. And um, I think it, it works great for, um, for, you know, what I do. And, and, and with these rules, it's like, when you talk about like the rope breaks, so you get like three rope breaks. And then, you know, after that, the ropes can't save you anymore. It may sound like, I don't know, sort of a, a little rule that's just going to like make things more sort of like monotonous or whatever. But like, if you think about it, once those rope breaks are up, then anything goes in the ropes. So it's like, you know, just because there are more rules doesn't mean that it's more contained. It's just a sort of different um, playing ground. And I like that. It, it allows for just something a little bit different. I mean, I know ROH anchored a lot of their, especially their early success on, on a style very similar to this. And plenty of guys in that tournament that are, are looking to not just break out, but people who have already broken out, like Jay Lethal is in that tournament. Uh, what are you looking for out of this tournament besides the championship? Like, have you have you ever wrestled under this rule set before? I mean, um, technically, yes, but it was a match that went like five seconds. It was me and and Chris Dickinson. And uh, we were so in the middle of like this whole like dramatic sort of rivalry between us that uh, we weren't at the point where we were looking to wrestle each other and compete. So it was that match was um, about like, I don't know, 10 seconds of closed fists. And then that was it. So technically I have, but like I've never actually gone full in on these rules before. And um, as far as what I'm looking for out of the tournament, I think it's like it, for everybody involved, it's this amazing opportunity to like make something for yourself um, in a very clear and obvious way in Ring of Honor. Um, because I feel like, you know, something I've struggled with since I've been here is sort of like the chaotic atmosphere of, um, you know, there's so many different um, things going on. I, I, they're like so many, I've been attacked from behind so many times. I've, I've like gotten into like, I've had like four like street fights since I've been here, which is like the most like street fights I've ever had in my career. Um, and so like, you know, there's been all these like sort of distractions and like um, detours uh, on, on what I really came to do. And now there's like this like clear opportunity of like, all right, it's a wrestling tournament. Uh, we're going to get, you know, a bunch of like the best wrestlers in the world and put them in a tournament and see who comes out the best in this competition. And so like, that's like the perfect environment. It's it's like all I could ask for. Um, and it's like such a great stage to just have, you know, a clear path of these like singles wrestling matches where I can really show what I could do. And you know, that's an opportunity that I'm not taking for granted. So I remember you popping up in Ring of Honor. I think it was maybe November-ish of 2018. Were you signed at that point, or was that kind of you coming in and showing what you could do? 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't signed until February of uh, 2018, I think. 2019, right. wouldn't it have been? 2000, 2000, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, February 2019. Yeah, sorry. Years are hard. Uh, how, but, how did yeah, the process so, come about? I'm really interested to hear that because you, you had been there a few times, so obviously they liked what they saw. Yeah, but it was it was exactly like you were saying. It was an opportunity to show what I could do. You know, like um, it, there were no promises, no guarantees. I mean, you know, I came in just on the sort of show to show basis, um, as I guess sort of a trial period. You know, is, is how I was looking at it. It was never said that way, but I think anytime you sort of get an opportunity with a company like that, um, that's how you have to look at it. And so uh, they gave me some really great matchups um, my first couple times there. Uh, which was great. You know, I, I had Jonathan Gresham in my first match in the company, um, which survival you know, of the fittest. Uh, yeah. I think it was a qualifier. Yeah. Which was a great, great way to start. Um, I think they liked what they saw. And then uh, next time in, I had Zack Sabre jr. On ROH TV, um, you know, as an unsigned guy, still with, you know, no promises, no guarantees. Um, and it was, it was after that uh, when it started, you know, to get to the end of the year and everything where, you know, we got into more talks about it. Uh, it wasn't until February where I actually um, signed a deal, which is, I don't know. It, it was, it was an interesting path. It, it was, a, it was a turning point in my career for sure. Because, you know, I was, I was still very active on the independence and it was like um, uh, a sort of fork in the road of, you know, going, continuing on that path or signing an exclusive contract with a, a company that I, I felt was like a real opportunity. And I still do. Um, you know, I'm glad I, I took the path that I did, and I'm glad that it's working out. How was that situation for you to parse? Because you were one of the more active guys on the independent wrestling scene for a very long time. Switching that and categorically changing your schedule, probably changing your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, it certainly took some adjusting because, you know, when you're active on the independents, you're busy. You're, you're everywhere every weekend. And, and having to sort of um, keep those relationships up and lock down those dates and, and really sort of um, advocate for yourself in that way. And uh, that changes when all of a sudden you're part of a roster that is filling out a set schedule um, uh, across the year. And you also have a lot more downtime in between, which um, is, is, you know, beneficial to your body, of course, and, and to have that rest, but it's also, you need to find ways to not get rusty because having those reps week to week on the independence really, I think helps you stay on top of your game. And so it was definitely an adjustment um, with the change in the schedule to uh, sort of find different ways to, to avoid sort of losing that um, momentum. So when they had brought you all in as lifeblood, and I don't just mean you and Mark Haskins, I mean like the, the wider group with Tennille and Juice Robinson and Finley, you weren't under a contract at that point, right? Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's I had a big actually... spot to, to throw you into with that, that, that probably, I mean, that had to make you feel like they were confident in you at least. Yeah, it did it, for sure. Um, um, you're absolutely right about that. It definitely gave me a little more confidence and a little more reassurance that, you know, this will work out, even though it, it takes time to, um, you know, figure out that end of things uh, when it comes to contracts and, um, you know, terms and all that stuff It it can take a little while, but yeah, definitely seeing the spot that I was uh, filling out um, was, was very promising. 
and uh, yeah, it was it was a good feeling. But it's like you know, everything changes. You never know what you're going to get in wrestling, and and now you know I'm having to sort of reassess again post sort of post lifeblood. Um, you know, with the way that things have shaken out, especially now. Um, as you said, right now, it's kind of whittled down to really just Mark Haskins and I with, you know, an association with Bandito. Um, but both of those guys can't even come into the country. So that's, you know, it's another reason why now this pure tournament is like a perfect window of opportunity where you know, it's, it's all it's all on me now, essentially. So as we, we did see the, the lifeblood stable kind of dwindle pretty quickly to Neil was gone in short order. How did you feel seeing that? And like, what, what were you told either by ROH or those people individually about, about kind of leaving the company or leaving lifeblood? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just the way wrestling works. I mean, you know, things take people in different directions all the time. There's definitely no, um, I don't mean for this to be a pun, but there was no bad blood between anybody. It's just, I think everybody understands that, um, you never quite know what card you're going to draw in your career and, and what, what the next turn, where it's going to take you. And um, it was just the way things shook out that it seemed like, you know, one by one, everybody involved in the group had something that was um, sort of taking them away from it or, or taking them away from Ring of Honor. And uh, yeah, you just got to play with the hand that you're dealt. And I think we were really still in the process of figuring out what, that meant and, and what you know what our next move was when uh, everything shut down with the pandemic it was, it was still very much a work in progress so um yeah it was you know it's i have been saying you know that i look at a lot of that as sort of a, a like a bit of a, a failure because you know we had we came into lifeblood with a goal it, our goal was like to restore honor to this company and make it you know look like the ring of honor that we all knew and loved and to, you know, bring those values that we thought made ring of honor, what it was to the company and, you know, be the like shining example of what that is. And with all the difficulties that got thrown our way with the group and with things really split. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. During, um, I don't feel that we had fully accomplished that yet by the time that everything had shut down. We really hadn't accomplished it yet. So I'm just trying to look forward to you know, what I can do to find that goal and, and realize that goal in the future. While Lifeblood is, as you mentioned, a little bit different now, are you all open to expanding that at all and kind of making it resemble more of what it originally was, or do you like it kind of how it is? Um, you know, I think we're going to have to kind of wait and see. Um, because with, with everything changing the way it is, I mean, 
opportunities are presenting themselves for really different different sort of paths in Ring of Honor. And, and I think especially now with um, the way things are and with people being limited to whether or not they can even come in and, and wrestle here, it's like, yeah, you absolutely have to sort of keep your eyes open and look at maybe who else could fit those values or or what other ways you could get that job done. And so, yeah, my eyes are definitely open on uh, sort of you know, who's who's active, who I, who I think fits that mold. I mean, I've always got my eyes on the independents still. I, I definitely keep up with everything and watch everybody. Um, I'm, you know, keeping an eye on the, the people that I saw potential in even when I was still there and seeing how they're growing. Um, I think it's, you know, awesome to see people like um, Wheeler, Utah debuting in Ring of Honor in the Pure Tournament. That's definitely somebody who I think embodies those values. And I'm really glad to see him getting that spot and getting that opportunity. And um, hopefully, you know, somebody like that can build on it, you know, the way that I've been able to build on it and, and really carve out a spot for themselves here in Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, somebody like that is definitely somebody I'd have my eye on. I've heard from a lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers about how happy they are with how the company treated them during the pandemic. There was a lot of uncertainty, and I've heard a lot of positive things. What has your experience been during that time? Because I'm sure that when all this started, you're like, ah, what's going to happen? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think everybody was in, in, you know, everywhere, whether in wrestling or anywhere. So it was it was very much a relief and, um, you know, something that I could you know, feel proud and comfortable and happy about that the company was so um, reassuring and uh, responsible with the way that they'd handle everything. And that's not a comparison to the way that any company has handled it. I think, you know, I was, you know, certainly watching my friends who were wrestling every week and, you know, being sort of jealous of the fact that, you know, they, they were able to do it. But at the same time, it was like, I was so glad to, um, to, to go the safer route and, and to have the company really take care of everybody. And I, and I thought that that was, you know, it was, it was really nice to see in wrestling, which is sometimes known as like a you know, carny industry or like a you know, sort of cutthroat um, entertainment industry kind of atmosphere. And it was it was so much not that. And it, and it was so nice to see a, a company like that sort of take care of everybody. Um, especially even people that um, weren't, you know, signed to contracts that were booked for dates that got canceled, they still got paid, which is sort of like, you know, a little bit unheard of. And it, I, it was very nice to see that sort of thing happening in wrestling. Another thing that I've, I've heard about a lot from Ring of Honor wrestlers, and I don't know when this was, it might have been last year for all I know, but I was told about this meeting that Ring of Honor flew like everybody in to, to headquarters for, and they took all this input from these wrestlers, and I've had some say, yeah, if we threw out 140 ideas, I'd say that 100 were implemented. Uh, did you attend that meeting, and what was your experience there? Because it seems like it's been unanimously positive. Yeah, um, I was there, and I, and I thought it was yeah a really bold um, step to take to, to really like you know make everybody aware that like you know your your value is uh, sorry your input is valued here and um, and yeah I mean I remember there was like a, a board the whole wall was a whiteboard that was just you know filled with ideas and it's a lot to manage and it's a lot to take in um, you know. It, could probably be easier as management to just sort of say like, this is how we're doing things. You know, you're the talent. This is how we're doing it. Deal with it. But instead it was kind of the opposite. And, you know, like people said, they took in so much input and have really tried to find ways to implement it. 
um, even now when everything is different and everything is changing and we're all scrambling, it's, you know, still we see those things sort of being changed and taken care of. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I feel very positive about that aspect of things. And um, I think now that things have sort of shut down and things have sort of come to a pause, it's a, it's a perfect time for the company and everybody involved to like get off on the right foot going forward and sort of, you know, restart things and look at it as like, it's only up from here. Before everything shut down, it seemed like ring of honor was kind of back to working with some other companies. NWA looked like it was back on the right track with Japan after some time away a little bit. How do you feel about those partnerships? Do you give much thought to it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great thing that, um, ROH has that, you know, that was certainly part of what appealed to me um, when I came here, aside from the fact that, you know, it's Ring of Honor, I feel like this is where I should be, you know, aspiring to go. This is, this is the, the, like, sort of place for me to, to really realize my potential. Also, you know, the, the relationships that they have with places like New Japan Pro Wrestling were also very appealing to me. And, and when I was first sort of finding my spot in Ring of Honor, that the opportunity presented itself to tour with New Japan on their USA tour, um, which was a great opportunity. And yeah, it's nice to see that relationship start to sort of look like it's, you know, reforming in some way. Obviously there are challenges now with any sort of international relationship when you can't fly out of the country or fly into the country. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's one of the great things about Ring of Honor. And I'm glad to see it sort of being sort of rekindled. You also spent a lot of time in Evolve. We we've heard that Evolve sold to WWE. Any any thoughts about that? Any any like how how did you feel when you heard that? Because I mean, like I said, you spent quite a bit of time there. Yeah, um, I think it was like a sort of bittersweet moment, sort of because uh, I I really valued my time at Evolve. I think it was a huge um, stepping stone in my career, and not, not to refer to it as just a stepping stone, but you know, it was a great platform. It was a great, uh, you know, it really, I feel like it elevated me and it elevated a lot of people in that same way. Um, and, you know, with it being fully acquired by WWE, it's sort of no longer going to be able to, to have that position in wrestling anymore. So hopefully, you know, some other place will step up and, and fill that role. Um, I think, you know, beyond wrestling is another place where people are really sort of, elevating themselves and realizing, you know, who they are in wrestling and being given the freedom to do that, which I think was a huge part of um, what, what we were given and evolved was, was the freedom to uh, do what we thought, you know, best suited us. Like when, when Gulak and I formed Catchpoint and evolved, yeah. you know, that was all us. That, that was an idea that, you know, Drew and I had that we were able to fully flesh out and evolve because you know, they trusted us. So um, to see it sort of no longer exist in that way, yeah, is a little sad, but it, it's also, it must be sort of validating to, you know, have, you know, a larger company like that acknowledge that and, and want to, you know, engulf you in that way. It's like, it's sort of very, uh, it's a confirmation that they were absolutely one of the biggest launching pads in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, look at the track record. I mean, it, 
it used to be like you would see a roster and like everybody would have worked for TNA or Ring of Honor. And now like a significant percentage just all worked for Evolve. And that, that was just the way it was. Um, as we wrap up, are you into gaming? Were you ever a wrestling gamer when you were younger? Oh yeah. I mean, as a, as a kid, huge, huge. And I mean, I, from that time frame, from like the nineties and early two thousand and everything, I probably know among the most about sort of wrestling video games that you can. Um, nowadays, I, I haven't had all that much time to uh, play video games, but during this pandemic, uh, it's definitely flat, fired back up, and I'm yeah. getting back into it. Um, yeah, so f- for sure, yeah. But I, I think you didn't ask me, but if I had to say, just to I was, say, I, I was, sure. I know what you're about to say, and I was about to ask you. So, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say the best wrestling video game of all time was giant gram 2000 for the sega dreamcast i've never heard of that it's very good it's it's uh all japan pro wrestling around the time when noah was first starting to form but still had the full roster of yeah that was ajpw3 uh, overseas yeah okay i'm familiar with that giant gram 2000 was uh it's hard to get into, but if you're somebody who likes wrestling um, for like the that sort of style of wrestling, like the all Japan like King's Road style, the counters and the fire ups and all of that, they incorporated all of that into a video game engine. I think perfectly, um, and so it's it's very nice because I'm just gonna nerd out here, but like the problem with wrestling video games is that like everybody likes wrestling for like good matches right a lot of the time like you want you want to see like an epic contest with like a great like you know all these like peaks and valleys and all that stuff and uh but the other thing is like in video games you're usually playing to win so you don't those two don't always mix up well you know where it's but like in giant gram they found a way to keep like a competitive arcade game with a like a engine that like makes good wrestling happen so definitely check that one out if you can find it so were you more of like a simulation gamer or an arcade gamer? Because there are some people, like a lot of football players, they don't want to play NFL Blitz. They want to play Madden type of thing. Uh, for me, I was a little bit of both. Like I would love to fire up Saturday Night Slam Masters, and I would love like WCW Revenge. Either one was good with me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think definitely as like a big like wrestling nerd who like was really into like the epic matches, I think the simulation stuff sort of more appealed to me. The, the fire pro wrestlings and the giant grams, even though giant grams is very arcadey, but yeah, for sure. Is that a goal of yours to end up in a video game or something at this stage of your career? Like, ah, it's a nice perk, but no big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly a goal. It, it is. It's tough to like have those goals at a certain point because before you know it, like things are just sort of like happening that like you, you didn't even like take the time to really say like, Oh, I wish that would happen. It's just like all of a sudden, like these things in your career are happening. And you're like, Oh wow. Like that, that just happened. I, I should have looked at that as like this like big goal. Um, so maybe it's something that'll happen in hindsight. If one day I happen to end up in a video game, maybe it'll hit me like, oh my God, this is like insane. It's it's one of those things that, you know, you saw as like a kid and then like eventually you're like living it. It's just sort of insane. So yeah, it's definitely a goal. And I, I think it's also really, uh, it's amazing and flattering and very cool when anybody like creates you in a video game. I think is like one of the like neatest things like about being a wrestler is just like it's it's so crazy to see if anybody like goes through the trouble of like creating you in their video games super awesome and the way things are like I mean quite quite frankly some of the people that make these characters on their own 
make them more accurate than some of the people that get face scanned in, which is wild to me to even think that that's possible because their actual face got scanned in and somebody's sitting at home morphing your nose, your cheeks, all that, and they make it look even better. That's yeah. that's wild because it was not yeah. like that when probably when you and I were both growing up. Right. No, yeah, it's, it's super impressive and amazing to see. So it, it's almost like you already have been in a video game when that yes. happens because, like you said, sometimes it looks better than the guys that were actually, like, modeled into the game, so... Yeah, it almost feels like it's already happened. So as we wrap up, uh, let the people know where they can follow you on social media. Uh, you can follow me at, at sauce underscore Williams if you like. Uh, and, you know, thanks very much for having me, Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, guys. Check out the ROH Pure Tournament, Pure Wrestling Tournament. I am so excited for it. Gets kicked off this weekend. You can watch all their stuff on ROH Honor Club and check your local listings. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.